0: Hey folks, this podcast goes beyond the saddle as we explore professional careers across the equine industry. I'm your host, Katie Kleinbell. Let's tack up and head out. Mariah Hammerschmidt has been a lifelong horse girl and is grateful to live her passion every day as the Equine Network's video production manager. Her position at AIM has allowed her to connect with people around the country and tell the incredible stories of the equine industry. When she isn't creating videos for horse enthusiasts, she's busy going on adventures with her daughter, her friends, and her family. our guest today is really special because I interned for Mariah when I was a freshman in college. And Mariah is the reason that I have this job today. So it's really exciting today that we get to turn the spotlight over to you and take a look at Mariah. So thanks for coming to the podcast today. Of course, Katie. Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right. I want to hear in your own words, what is your job? Give us a synopsis.
1: So I am the video project manager for the Equine Network, which means that I do a whole lot of things. I manage a video project from the minute one of our clients says that they want to do a video. I help them design the video if they don't really know maybe the storyline or where they want to go with it, but they have like a big picture idea. So I help them kind of organize their thoughts and their ideas, find barns, find horses, find talent. Um, I also organize all of the crew And get all of the scheduling set up. And then oftentimes I am in charge of infield producing for each one of those video projects. So I will travel with the crew, make sure that the ideas that we have on paper actually come to light at the video shoot. And then I uh, bring the project back and send it into edit, manage all the way through notes and everything and into delivery. So it's a lot.
0: Um, It's really hard to summarize all of that. Um,
1: But that is what I do in a very small picture.
0: No, that's perfect. She makes beautiful horse videos for awesome clients. <laughs> yes, yes, that is an even better story. <laughs> From start to finish. I oh, know it's so fun. You've, got, you've worked on some fun projects. Well, surely there's a myth about making videos and your job in general, and can we bust it?
1: Well, I think that the biggest, at least misconception, maybe not myth, but misconception about my job is that, especially with the technology that we have now, And everybody kind of has access to a pretty nice camera on their phone that does not only photography, but video that anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the biggest misconception. So true. I work with um, an amazingly talented team that is at least 20 people deep at any given (laughs) time. Um, And so I think it's the biggest misconception is that it's easy. Sure. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. My job is an amazing amount of fun, but it is a lot of work. It's long days, and it takes a lot of video to get that one perfect shot. Um, as you know, you've been on many video shoots. Um, we'll shoot for fifteen hours and come out with five minutes.
0: So, yeah. and the gear—they have so much gear to go with it too. It's not just whip out the iPhone. And I mean, they've got some legit gear they got to turn around. Yeah,
1: at, we travel with hundreds of pounds of gear. At all crimes. times, so it's, I think that that's probably the myth or misconception.
0: Definitely. And, like, so you got your cameras, you've got all the B-roll you got to get, you got all the timing, right? But then also, like, lighting and making sure, like, the shots are perfect and the angles are perfect. And, like, there's a lot more that goes into it, and it takes an eye. Like, you've trained yourself to be able to see it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's just that one little thing where, you know somebody left a tag on a pair of jeans that it took five of us behind a camera to be like, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> um, so it's just little things like that that um, make the job super difficult um, and you really have to watch what you're doing and really pay attention. Mm-hmm. I think that people kind of are like, oh, look, that was easy. I could just do that with my iPhone. Um, you know, a lot of times we have multiple angles on any given setup for a shot
0: and it's just not something that like you can just do definitely do you find yourself like watching tv or watching commercials and you're like oh oh i know how they did that or oh i know why they made that choice or analyzing what you watch i think um it's more
1: like when i see like when somebody's uh, the audio and the visuals are just a little bit off or when the lighting is like you're like whoa whoa (laughs) the lighting on that is really bad i see a lot of that um or like sometimes i'll be watching a commercial and i'm like yeah they were just they just threw a shot in, like, but we have nothing else. So I think you find a little bit more of like the just those little things that are off. Um, so I, but I try not to pick apart other people's work because I would, I don't want people to do it to mine. True.
0: <laughs> That's tough though. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your roadmap. So, what was um, your journeys? So like, what led you here to this point in your career? I was hired by Melissa Kitchen
1: at the Equine Network. Just pretty interested to get my foot in the door in the industry. It's not the easiest thing to do. Um, And you kind of have to start from the bottom in a lot of different jobs. And she hired me to be a project coordinator. And I took on the Home for Every Horse project and Equine.com, which are still big parts of Equine Network. And um, grew those programs and worked on them. And really, the only reason I'm in video is because I have the inability to say no to anything. Um, (laughs) One evening, Melissa called me and she said, hey, I need you to go... On this video shoot, just make sure that the cameramen don't get run over by Team Ropers. Um, was literally <laughs> the, um, <Okay. laughs> the description that I was given. And we had just started partnering with our AIM Studios group. And they were pretty new. And we were pretty new. And so it was just kind of like, we just needed a representative to go. So I ended up going. Mm-hmm. And it was super interesting. And then there became a, a couple more opportunities to go to a couple more video shoots. And I started going more and more and more. And eventually I said, Melissa, I don't think, (laughs) I don't think I can do my regular job and this job. And it became my full-time gig. Um, as you know, I work on a lot of other projects when I can, um, for the group, but video became just my full-time gig. I learned, I asked questions, I, um, made a lot of mistakes and
0: it was kind of a self-taught thing. Learn it as she goes. <laughs> well, and the demand for our videos has grown so much, right? Like once we started getting those products out in the world and clients are going, wow, you guys can do that. Cool. I want to be this, this, and this, like make it happen.
1: Yeah. It definitely became something that it became something that we really had to um, have a designated person to handle. There were so many barns to manage and locations to find and people to find and uh, just moving parts that needed to be organized. Someone who spoke the language was really important for studios to have like kind of a that that gateway into locations so it just definitely just boomed and became like (laughs) way bigger than just a part-time gig absolutely
0: do you have a favorite project that you worked on
1: you know I think that my favorite project had to be the Martha Josie stories of greatness only because she was like as a little girl I looked up to her and a couple years ago that I actually got to meet her and I remember sitting in her trophy room at like five o'clock in the morning. Just like, oh my gosh, I can to meet Martha <laughs> Josie. And I will never forget that moment. And it's also probably the moment when I fell in love with like everything I got to do because I get to meet some of the coolest people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Martha Josie was definitely like, that was one of the greats that I looked up to as a little girl. And
0: now yeah. I got to tell her story. So cool. If you haven't seen that video, you guys definitely need to go check it out. I'll be sure to share it on the podcast pages. So we do a lot of product videos. Um so which, you know, people have seen, you've seen them in commercials, you see them all the time. Um but the ones that really pulled your heart are the ones where you tell a story. What does it mean to you be able to tell those stories and to dive into those people's lives? You know, Katie,
1: it is the most important piece of my job. I I get to do really cool things. I love horses and I love people all the same. But it is very cool to really just, you know Put your phone down in your rental car when you get somewhere and really dive into someone's story and get to hear the good and the bad. Recently, we just did the Boyd Martin video and his horse, Thomas. And it's such a cool thing to hear like how they named that horse and where he came from. And those things, those are moments and memories I'll never get anywhere else except for my job, because even when you do like a short article, you don't get to get those things. What I really get to spend days and I get to ask them the tough questions mm-hmm. and I'm known for making people cry because <laughs> I do ask those questions because I really fully Im- immerse myself in their life and their story. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the coolest part of my job is that people tell me they're all, the, all the deepest, darkest things, their happy moments, their sad moments, mm-hmm. and we get to tell their story and
0: that's pretty cool. So cool. And so much more than, like you said, like you can get from an article. Yes, I mean, you can read it and there's really great pieces of writing out there, but something about seeing their face and just watching them react like authentically on video is something that you can't, you can't buy that.
1: No, and that's, it's so cool to just really uh, be able to watch a video and feel,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: feel whatever moment they're telling you about. You know, the Martha Josie story, she lost everything and her whole barn burned down and her home burned down and she lost all her childhood pictures and she literally lost everything Um, those are things that like you you can feel when she tells the story and that's I think that's probably the coolest part of my job
0: so cool you also did um what do they call it the Budweiser shoot that you just do Purina and Home for Every Horse the Clydesdale Surprise we've done two
1: of them we got to go to Florida and visit a rescue who had recently been hit by a hurricane um And really dive into their story. And to the best of their knowledge, when we got there, we were just coming to visit their rescue and tell their story. We met all of the people at the rescue, the horses. And it was just really one of those uh, heartfelt moments. Because rescue people, there's no people on the planet who have passion like horse rescue people. Um, True. they, They do some of the hardest work for the people who... Are um, maybe not stepping up to the plate in our industry, which is very cool. At the end of the shoot, we <laughs> surprised them with the Clydesdale hitch, which was very cool. Uh, you know, the full eight horses, yeah. the Dalmatian, the, the hitch, um, and also two tons of feed from Purina, which is also super helpful Amazing. for any rescue. Yeah. Um, those moments, though, those big thank yous, the looks on people's faces, like you don't, all, those will always be engraved in my heart for sure because they make you feel good. Yeah. Um, and I got to be there, and I got to be the one who told their story and surprised them and give them the hugs at the end, so that was pretty
0: cool. I love it. So I have this great picture of you um, that Amy <laughs> Drew took um, from one of your video shoots, and I want to hear in your own words what's happening in this photo. <laughs> um, that was a
1: uh, weather-bead-a-blanket shoot. We had just been filming um, up in Steamboat, and then we came down to the front range, and we were filming down here. Um, And we had the sorrel mare that was just the definition of all sorrel mares. Um, (laughs) And we we would have liked her to be on the correct lead running across a pasture. Um, And she was less than impressed with all of that. This amazing show mare who was just like, I am in a pasture. I do not have to be on the correct lead and she's like, I'm wearing this pretty blanket and I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be beautiful and run around. <laughs> um, so I had just finished taking her for the millionth time up to the top of the pasture. Cause she wanted to run back to the barn. Obviously I had just finished taking her to the top of the pasture where, and hopefully she was going to run back to the barn on the correct lead, mm-hmm. just, you know, beautiful flowing main, um, and on my way and picked something up out of the pasture and I had a halter and it was just one of those like it is still 5 30 in the morning <laughs> and, and this mare does not want to play along <laughs> moment um and I think that that goes right back to uh, kind of one of those myths or misconceptions my job is a lot of fun and um, it is also a lot of work it is cleaning hair out of drains and wash racks it is taking sorrel mares to the top of a pasture after the millionth time of getting on the wrong weed down the side <laughs> of a fence. Um, it is all of those, and it is often at very early hours of the morning, but it is so fun and so cool to see the end result. You know, as a mom, everyone says that you forget all about the hard times, and the video is very much the same way. You forget everything <laughs> that was hard about the shoot or getting it ready or edit as soon as you see the
0: final product. It's all that matters, yep. that final video. <laughs> now I've been on a shoot or two with you, and uh, from my experience, it's, it's a lot of laughs. laughs. We have a lot of fun, and there's just, it's just such a great group of people. So I don't know if you have like a most memorable, or funniest moment, <laughs> or something that, that just really sticks out. There's just so many.
1: <laughs> Katie, you're absolutely right. Uh, my job, I would not be nearly as good at my job if it weren't for the people That not only the talent, that like you, that gets rubbed into (laughs) random video shoots, but my crew is absolutely amazing, and we've been a lot of miles, we've seen good days and bad days together, both personally and professionally, and so I wouldn't be nearly as good at my job if it weren't for them. Mm -hmm. There are definitely a lot of laughs, no matter what, because that's what gets you through a 15-hour day. (laughs) Like, there's no way to get through a 15-hour day in the sun, in the smelly barn, Mm -hmm. just just trying to uh, without the <laughs>, laughs. But one of the most memorable shoots I have ever been on um, was when we had to leave a crew member behind in Denver to get some extra gear that hadn't made it back from another shoot yet. And then we got on an airplane where our pilot didn't arrive. And so they had to get a different pilot who oh my gosh. flew my airplane in street clothes and I was just sure I was going to die when I got oh up in midair. And then uh, night one... Someone had broken into our van and took some of our gear. Uh, that was probably the most memorable shoot. It was three days long in California, and it was just one of those, like, okay, half the gear is gone. <laughs> like, we're going we're gonna to have to uh, find some things that make this still work. And it was uh, one of our most memorable shoots, but definitely one of the shoots that we got some of the prettiest stuff. I don't know what kind of, like, universe <laughs> magic that happened balance. there. It's called balance. <laughs> it was one of those shoots where we were just, we got on the airplane on the way home and went, whew, that was, that was a long, that was a long three days and the video was absolutely gorgeous. That was a kindred bio shoot. Nice.
0: they made it happen. <laughs> nope, they always make it that, happen one way or another. <laughs> yeah, no, it always ends
1: up happening. I don't know how sometimes, but it always ends up working right back to
0: my crew is 110 percent amazing they're pretty fun they're and they're so good at what they do like things that I would never think about you know they're they're like well let's try it this way and it makes the whole world of difference who knew yeah and it's uh definitely like one of those things where
1: you have to have multiple people looking at the same thing to (laughs) find that one thing like why don't we just do it this way that would make so much more sense light bulb (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's a it's a good crew I don't think that I could work with anybody else, but that being said, I've never met someone in the video industry that I haven't loved
0: working with as far as cameramen go, so. Sure, totally. They're great. Um, Do you have a piece of movie magic that you can spoil for us and share? Like a secret you guys use to create an effect or something? No shine makeup.
1: No shine makeup is... (laughs) (laughs) No shine makeup is a killer. Um, (laughs) Facial expressions, whatever. Like a big smile on camera. Like, and a big smile to you and me on camera ends up being something, like, a decent, nice smile, like a pleasant smile. smile. So, always go for, like, if you want just an average smile, go big smile, lots of teeth. Um, those are probably my, <laughs> my my two little secrets is no shine makeup, and all your
0: expressions should be much more exaggerated. Perfect, perfect. I know we also made, um, like, stall dust magic with a fog machine and a fan. Oh, I've yeah. have seen that kind of stuff. Fog
1: machine, fan, um, some decent decent lights. Like, that'll make, make some really dramatic effects. <laughs> um, there's always, like, strange little things that we find along the way. It just kind of depends on what we're looking to get. Fog machines will also set off fire alarms. So, fun fact. <laughs> you have to be very careful <laughs> with the fog machines because every barn has a fire alarm.
0: <laughs> Sorry, we didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So it sounds like it was not obvious at all that this is where you'd end up in video. Did you have any idea your wildest dreams? This is what you'd be doing. Uh, No, I definitely did not think I would be um,
1: working as a video project manager in field producing. That was not, not in my plans whatsoever, but it is an amazing job. I went to school to do marketing. So obviously it kind of falls into the marketing category, but it is not where I saw myself going. But I I can't even think of something I would rather be doing.
0: She's perfect for
1: it. <laughs> Did you hit any roadblocks along the way? Um, you know, I think that my biggest roadblocks have been that I didn't really go to school for it. And there was a lot of uh, learning by mistake. Mm-hmm. And um, I made a lot of mistakes along the way that were like big learning Big learning curves of like, oh man, that was definitely, so definitely dropped the ball there. Um, But I also kind of relied on my just life experience to be like, okay, well, this is what we're doing now. (laughs) This (laughs) is a new. Let's (laughs) improvise. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna improvise. We're gonna change up. We're gonna do something (laughs) new. Um, but that's those are definitely the roadblocks that were hard learning
0: curves. For sure. Well, and there's, you never know, right? There's another curveball always around the corner. And the great thing about Mariah, she just rolls with it and we just make it happen. Right. Uh,
1: you know, you've definitely been on those video shoots where I locked my keys in the car. <laughs> First
0: thing in all the morning. Good. It all worked yes. out. <laughs> yep. One way or another. But um, well, what's next for you? Like, you're here now and you're rocking video land. And so, what are you hoping to learn now? And what's next? What's on the horizon?
1: You know, I don't, I don't really know. I often think to myself, I'm like, oh man, what what am I going to do now? I think that in a perfect world, if I got to uh, really dream map everything out, equine video grows so much that we have to hire people um, to go start infield producing. And mm-hmm. I do more of the executive producer stuff and stay home and raise my kid and send crews out. Although I will miss the travel and I will miss it. Uh, just being there and experiencing a video,
0: which is very, very cool. For sure. I can see that happening too. I mean, it's already grown like so much, right? We added our own camera guide to our team this year, which is great. So things are growing and I think there's a lot of opportunity there and you just never know with this world. (laughs) You just never know.
1: I just, I am enjoying what's happening now and I'm taking it all in and I travel as much as I can. Eventually my daughter will start getting into sports and, things like that, and being home will become a lot more mandatory for me, so.
0: Definitely. I could see that being a thing. I could, I absolutely see that. Who's your daughter? What's her name? I have an eight-year-old daughter named Kaden Tesh. She is starting
1: third grade in the fall, which we'll see how that all ends up turning out with everything going on. Cloud school was so much fun. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yes, I have an eight-year-old daughter, and she loves horses possibly more than me, so.
0: If that's possible. Caden, do you want to come say hi? Hi. Thanks for hanging out with us while we do our podcast recording today. <laughs> she's not nearly as shy as she's pretending to be today. <laughs> All right. I know you've given me a lot of advice throughout my career, um, but I and I know you've got some to share. So if you could turn back time and talk to your freshman college self, what would you say? You know, if I could tell my freshman college self uh, anything or any
1: freshman or anybody who came and was just like, you know, how'd you get to where you got and you kind of have to start in the salt mines of the industry. And there's a, it's a lot of handshaking and just going out and meeting people to get anywhere in this industry. If I could go back, I would say, don't, don't miss the event. Don't miss the opportunity to say hi to somebody. Don't miss the opportunity to do anything because everywhere I go, I meet some of the most interesting people, you know, airports and barns of all kinds. Um, but I would say that, you know, just don't ever miss the opportunity to have a conversation with somebody. Don't ever miss the opportunity to go to an event because those are, that's like,
0: that's where you will meet the people who you need to know in this industry. Definitely. That's great advice. And kind of on the flip side of that coin, do you have advice for anyone that's looking to get into the equine industry specifically? Like maybe later in their career, you know, they're jumping from something else into this. It, you
1: know, it'd be very, very similar. Um, This industry, it is... Yes, you have to have the knowledge. Yes, you have to have the know-how. But a lot of it is who you know, mm-hmm. not what you know. We can teach you along the way, but uh, knowing the people and really making sure that you have valuable connections is worth its weight in gold in this industry. So for sure,
0: it's a very small connected industry, and
1: <laughs> yes. got those
0: connections, it's gold. Yep. Perfect. Well, let's talk a little bit more about horses. Um, I know you've got a few horses at home. Tell us what you've got in your barn. Well, I actually am. Only down to our little miniature pony, Charlie. Charlie is
1: our little mini. He is 30 plus years old and he is my little rescue pony. <laughs> and he just does not like anyone anymore. Um, <laughs> as I got into this industry and, and really started to travel a lot, you know, we obviously mm-hmm. talked about my daughter, Kaden. The timing of everything just really was like, I can't have, sure. you know, horses that I want to compete on. But now, as my daughter gets older, we are talking about getting her a horse, and obviously if she's going to be riding, I'm going to need a horse, but I don't really know what kind of horses that's going to be. Probably hobby horses, just something we can jump on. We can leave for three months, and they can get fat and sassy in the barn, and (laughs) then we can go and ride down the trail, or she can take to a 4-H show. I think that's where we're headed next, but Charlie is all we have
0: at the moment, plus our two little goats. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, so we just, cute. <laughs> we just have our little happy hobby farm at the moment. <laughs> well, what is your most memorable moment with horses?
1: I don't think that I have a most memorable moment with horses. Horses have just always been my go-to. They were my safety net when I didn't, you know, they were, they were the thing I could talk to that didn't ever judge me, didn't ever talk back. Um, the thing I could go do that was just my thing. I didn't have any siblings, but my parents never were into horses. So it was just my thing. It was the only thing I did. My parents couldn't tell me how to do it because they had no idea. Nice. So that was, that was always <laughs> pretty wonderful. And so I don't think that there was like a memorable moment. It was just, I just liked to go ride and just like to be away from everything and turn everything
0: off. Well, um, you work with all kinds of great, cool, awesome companies and see all kinds of cool stuff every day. So I'm curious, do you have a horse industry recommendation that we should all check out? My
1: thing you would have to go do in the equine industry that's just like, you don't, ever get to like experiencing anything like it is go to Lexington, Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Lexington is the most beautiful rolling green grass, like beautiful barns, beautiful horses. If you don't like horse racing, that's fine. If you don't like thoroughbreds, that's fine. There's (laughs) nothing more beautiful than Lexington, Kentucky.
0: I need to go. (laughs)
1: Pack it up. We're going. (laughs) Let's get there. (laughs) Yep. It's a but really, if you ever get an opportunity to travel around the country and just get outside of the city and see the different uh, barns and the way that people have horses all over this country from the beaches all the way to the mountains, it's pretty cool just to see like the difference in barns and styles and things like that. I think that that's my favorite thing about this whole industry
0: is just that we all are collectively one and we all do it so differently. Great advice, and you've seen a lot of that. So no better person to hear that from than Mariah, cause she's seen them all. <laughs> it is a, it's definitely very different just from state to state and discipline to discipline. It's a good time. Nice. Well, do you have a non-horse recommendation? So anything from your life that you love and really enjoy and think is a lot of fun Um, that you think our listeners might also like. If I had a a recommendation for the women
1: in this industry,
0: it is to read the
1: book Untamed. It is soul-freeing and very, very good. It's like the book, though, that you get so you can sit down in your bed and read it. Um, Don't get it on a Kindle. Don't get it on audio. Get it and, like, touch the pages and really dive into that book because it is very good.
0: Untamed. I'll have to check it out. Okay. Okay, You ready to play our game? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm really excited. Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of this or that questions, so you're just going to pick whichever one, and then I'm going to give you a couple of what's your favorite, and just whatever comes to mind first. Okay. Ready? Yep. Horse shows or rodeos? Rodeos. Kind events or judged events? Judged events. <laughs> Coffee or Red Bull? Red Bull. Skinny jeans or boot cut? Skinny jeans. Pizza rolls or party pizza? Party pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Aussies or healers? Aussies. L.A. Dodgers or Boston Red Sox? Red Sox. Favorite airline? Southwest. Favorite hotel chain? Marriott. (laughs) That took some thought. (laughs) I mean, listen, everyone, everywhere you go is a little different depending where you're at. (laughs) (laughs) She'll start there and then maybe it's straight. Marriott or Hyatt, definitely. (laughs) And then your favorite chips? Sun chips. Mm. Sun chips or salt and vinegar?
1: Oh, you did see me... Just with a full bag of salt and vinegar chips at in the morning. <laughs> Red Bull in the other. Yep. Uh, you know, it kind of depends. I like Sun Chips, but I've almost, like, eaten so much of them that I think <laughs> that salt and vinegar chips are, like, my next go-to. Ah. Um, I don't really have a solid, like, we eat at this time and we eat these things. It's impossible to do that when you travel. My body very much just learns to take in nutrients when they are available. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fluid. Just yes. Oh, the food.
0: Great. <laughs> yes, food. It is two o'clock in the morning. We are definitely eating a party pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yay, that's all my questions. Okay. <laughs> Mariah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's so fun to get to hear your stories. And whenever you come back from a shoot, we're always clamoring to hear, you know, what happened this time and how'd you guys make it work and what are the fun tales you have. So, And I'm sure our listeners feel the same way. So thanks for coming and sharing with us
1: awesome katie thank you so much i wish that i could just share all the fun things like i was sitting here thinking like oh man what what could i possibly share that like it's funny because i know that there are sometimes when it's just like you just couldn't make this up you just sometimes you just can't make it up um as we've all said in my book in the future you just can't make this up so um, it's been a good time and thank you so much for taking your time
0: Thanks for riding along. Know someone that would be great to interview? Have questions you'd like answered on the podcast? Send me an email at beyondthesaddlepodcast at gmail.com or join the conversation on social media. You can connect with us and learn more about the Beyond the Saddle podcast by following us on Facebook and Instagram at at beyondthesaddlepodcast. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Beyond the Saddle is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.